They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, the journey of an entrepreneur. Welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. You know what? We need to introduce ourselves. I always run into it. <laughs> and then I realize, I'm like, sometimes we don't even get... Anyway, I'm Erin Greger. This is- and I'm Courtney Radloff. Yeah, so <laughs> we are the hosts. And today, we have Tug KSB Royalty. <laughs> you, I like you are one of like we we joke. There's some poster children from uh, from Tag KSB. You are definitely one of them. So oh, we have yeah. Brent Reeves here from Smokey John's Barbecue. Brent, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you kidding me? I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Courtney in a long time. Oh my god. Well, and it's funny too. And I was we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, we got to speak at. Um, for a 10K speed, where was it at? I like the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say the Financial Reserve. I knew right. I was wrong. Uh, and or we're talking about hiring and the issues we were having. And I remember I walked in and Josh goes, do you know who that is? And I was like, no. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's Brent. Like, he's like, he's like, you know, he's the guy. you got to know him. He knows everybody. And I was like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> we're sitting next to each other and you're just so kind and so genuine and you have such a unique story. I'm like really excited for everybody to hear about it. Um, and then same thing when we started to roll up the list of who we wanted to interview, I said, Hey Josh, like, what do you think? And you were right at the top of the list. Oh. I'm like, well, that's obvious. Y'all are so <laughs> sweet. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just so honored to be here. I'll just, you guys have, so, and, and you have an amazing set, might I add. Thank you. Yeah, this it's is... a good job, Eric. Thank you. Oh, you have a chair. I know. We're going to take a nap. Oh, afterwards. my goodness. In the comfy chairs. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I want to just watch you guys, <laughs> and I want popcorn. Oh. We could get you popcorn. I need, yeah. I need to start asking for a list of get. Like, what do you need? Green M&M? No. Like, what's your thing here? This is yeah. cool. that become a thing? We'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brett, so usually you would say, tell us about your business. But I don't know how you want to approach this because you have quite a story. Yeah. And just with growing and the obstacles you've overcome, because usually yeah. we ask about obstacles. So I don't know how you want to approach it of just like talking about your business first, but I know we're going to want to get deep into what you've all had to overcome to get where you are. So I'll leave it up to you of how much you want to tell now, and then we can get into it. Or if you want to share the whole story right off, we'll we'll jump in and talk about it um, from there too. I'm very curious. This is always something that comes up when we talk to people, like Mm -hmm. the why, the how, you know, because a restaurant is no easy feat. No. You know, that's so. probably that's probably the worst business you could ever be in. I think it kind of like if there's when people recommend businesses to get into, I think restaurants right. are like the low part. Yeah, right. I, I think they said like like the most stressful job like that you can ever have is restaurant manager. I think number two is air traffic controller. Oh, so restaurants worse <laughs> than guiding an airplane. Well, there it is. Like, yeah. That's absolutely horrible. My yeah. dad always would, he, he would say, so um, he's like, he was in real estate. So he made a lot of money in real estate, did really well. And then he lost a lot of money in real estate as well, mm-hmm. too. But he he liked restaurant business because you saw money every day, at least. 
even if you lost it, you at least saw it. Yeah. You at least get, you get to touch it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, Rest- restaurant business is like turning pennies into dollars and real estate is dollar for dollar. And he's like, you know, that penny for dollar is a nightmare, mm-hmm. you know, because you have so many opportunities to lose that penny. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very tough business. Um, and, you know, um, I've been doing it for a long time. Um, so I actually started um, in the restaurant business at six years old. Uh, my dad um, would, you know, have me go with him to work. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I think he was giving my mom a break because I just was a headache. I was a hassle. You know, I was always <laughs> into some stuff. My nickname as a kid was Trouble. Oh. You know, <laughs> so. Well. Yeah, you know, so I would go with him um, to the restaurant and he had a Pac-Man game and it was really cool. So I would ask him for quarters to play Pac-Man. He's like, okay, come on, come on. So then I'd get over there and I'd lose the quarters in about a minute and a half. Done. You know, (laughs) so I'd get, dad, I need, I need some more quarters. Okay. And like about the third time he's like, wait a minute, go get a pitcher of ice water and a pitcher of iced tea. It's like all the glasses that are at the customers' tables, if they get halfway full, fill them up. I was like, okay, cool. So I did that, and then like the people left, and then like there were like two or three dollars on the table. So I ran, took the money back to him. I was like, Dad, the people they left the money. They left, they left the money. <laughs> and he was like, No, son, this is what you call a tip. He's like, when you provide service, people will give you additional dollars for that service, and. That's how I got hooked in the restaurant business. So for any time I would come, I would grab pictures and I would make my own Pac-Man money. And so that's how I got hooked in the restaurant business. So what was your dad's reasoning for, like you said he got into real estate, he started Smokey John. What was his reason for getting in the restaurant industry? Yeah, so um, he was, uh, he had his mortgage mortgage banking business, he had that, as well as a roofing company, construction company. Wow. So when he would close deals or close like a roofing job, to thank you, he would smoke a turkey or a ham and give it to you just to say uh. thank you. And so that's how he got started. He was just smoking in his backyard. And so then all of a sudden he started getting all of these calls for hams and turkeys and not as many for roofing, you know? (laughs) And he was like, my goodness. And so at one time a friend of his came over to the house and he had a hundred turkeys around the house, like thawing out because he had to cook these for customers. And the guy was like, dude, you need a restaurant. Like, this is ridiculous. So he was like, okay, uh, well, all right. So the owner of the mortgage company actually loaned him $150,000 to open his restaurant. So he was like, he thought of my dad as like a son. Wow. And so dad took that 150000 opened up a restaurant. I think dad may have paid him 10000 back. And then after that, he was like, you know what? Just keep it. Wow. You don't need to. You don't need to. He's like, I love what you're doing. I love what you're about. Just keep doing what you're doing. And so he never had to pay him that loan back. But that's how he got started in the restaurant business. Wow. Yeah. So then you're you're doing tip money for Pac-Man money. What at what point were you like where it shifted from even I'm just gonna help out on the family business right. to where you knew it was gonna become your career too? You know, so I wasn't sure. So um I so from there later on he really made me start learning. So mm-hmm. thirteen years old on the summers I would wash dishes, bust tables, like I did the whole thing. Yeah. So I did that for three years, three summers. Um, and then he started teaching me catering business. 
And mm-hmm. so I was about 16, 17. By the age of 17, my senior year in high school, I was doing events for 200, 250 people by myself, like learning how to put them together. And so then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just do this in school. I was like, is this a, is this a job, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I found out that there was like this hotel restaurant management. I was like, oh, okay, that was kind of cool. And mm-hmm. uh, so went to UNT, started doing that. And I was like, well, I wasn't a big fan of school. So I was just like, well, I know I can do this. I've been around this a long time. Maybe I can, you know, well, I'll just fall back on this. So actually, I really enjoyed it. I was at UNT. I had a great time. Probably too much fun. <laughs> wasn't really in a hurry to graduate because it was just so much fun. Yeah. You know, so um, I get a phone call from my, and actually um, I was, I spoke a little Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I worked at Outback Steakhouse and I think uh, one of the vice presidents from Telecom came there. And so he heard me say something in Spanish. So we started talking back and forth. And he was like, I want to hire you. So I actually was thinking about going towards that industry. And uh, they were going to have a job open in Brazil. So I was like thinking about that. So my brother calls out the blue. He's like, hey, I think I'm going to leave New York and come back and work at the family business. And I was like, what? Are you serious? I was like, oh, dude, we we work together. That's going to be fun. So I decided to go ahead and graduate. And I was like, well, <laughs> and that's what brought me to the restaurant because he called and said he was going to do it. So I said, hey, let's do this together and see what happens. And so that's how I came back to I graduated. Came to Dallas, jumped in the family business. Now, so how long has it been now? How oh, long? my God. Courtney, why would you say that to me? <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just okay. Kidding. Like, um, right. Well, I mean, because that's, I mean. Right. That's a while ago. That was two years ago. Right. Okay, well. Right. So this year's, uh, this year in December, I will be doing this for 23 years. Wow. 23 years. So that, it's, it's really fun to hear, you know, because it's, we started, we came back. Um, I came back and we joined the family business. Of course, uh, anybody who has a family business, like, it's a nightmare. It's <laughs> it's totally a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother. It's a whole yeah. nother, like, yeah. that's a whole nother thing that I, I actually do, uh, like, meet with people and discuss with them about family businesses because mm-hmm. they can be horrible. Like, yeah. so it didn't, it didn't really work well because we were newer generation. Our parents were older generation. We would try to do all these things, like, to, to, promote business um they didn't really like this whole internet thing they Mm -hmm. were like what are you talking about a web page what are we doing with that you know so it was like a bunch of (laughs) oh my god it was so much of a a headache it was so bad i think so my brother actually was like i can't take this i'm gonna do something else so he went away for about five years um and then in that time like 2010 um you know, I really wasn't learning the business that much. Yeah. Uh, 2010, my mom died. Oh. And so I had opened up an additional store. When she died, I started working both locations. Um, and that's really when, when I started uh, kind of growing up. Um, and I, for, my, that, that was like the first tragedy situation. Two months after that, the restaurant that I had just opened up, um, it had a fire. Mm. So that was the first fire that I experienced. And so, um, so, you know, going through those struggles, you're just like, you're learning. Um, um, and then I think the next year, my, our pit master, my cousin, he passed away. Oh. So it was like, oh my God. And then when that happened, my brother was like, hey, you know, he saw some things that we were doing and learning. Um, through my, my, my mom's death, my dad was more like, hey, he was, he let go. He was just like, I, I can't do this anymore. I just, mm-hmm. He kind of just pulled away. And that's actually when I started to really learn the business and get involved. Um, and then 
I started doing a lot of new things that started changing the business. Um, I found out how bad our books were. Like I didn't know we were losing a little over 8,000 a month. Wow. I had, I had no idea because my, my mom kept such tight restraint on the books. She didn't want us, as a mom, didn't want us to understand how bad things were. Wow. So I never knew. I had never had any idea until she passed. And I started looking at the books. I'm going, oh, my, how are we open? Like, how are we even in business? And so we started to change the game. And, and I'll tell you what changed everything for yeah. us. Um, I thought, you know, okay, the area where, where we were in, the restaurant area was terrible. Uh, and so I was like, maybe we should cater. We need to do like more catering, right? So we were doing some catering, but not a lot. So I actually was like, okay, I'm just going to get my hustle on, you know. So I st I, we, we didn't have any money. So I remember taking $50 out of the cash register. And I was like, I'm going to just make a coupon and I'm just going to walk every office building in the, in two miles and just meet as many people as I can. Yes. So I started doing that hit every, every, every place. And I will never forget, there was this older white lady that took the flyer that I had, and she took it. She said, hey, baby, how you doing? I was like, oh, how are you doing? She's like, Smokey John's Barbecue. I was like, yeah. She's, she took the, the the coupon flyer that I had, and she smelled it. It doesn't, what, it doesn't smell like anything. And I was like, get to... It's a coupon, so I don't, I was like, it's a coupon. She was like, yeah, but it would be cool if it smelled like something. And I was like, oh, my God. So I took another $50 out of the cash register, and I went and got, like, bright orange flyers of this coupon made up, and I put them in the smoker, and I smoked the flyers overnight. So I, so the next day, I took those flyers out of the smoker. I re-went through the whole area that I had walked, like, all around Mockingbird, medical I walked every building, like, for the whole week. The first day I did it, I, I was like, I'm going to go about 9.30 because the first part of the day, nobody's really working. They're thinking about what they're going to eat for lunch. That's yeah. my thought. That was my <laughs> thought. So I hit all these office buildings. I said, I'm going to get back to, to the restaurant to be able to run the lunch run. About 11.05, people started coming in with these orange flyers. And that's how our business recovered. Like, oh, that's God, so we started that. coming back. And then I started going, okay, people are coming here to eat at the restaurant because of this. So let me go downtown to all of these big law firms and all. I'm going to do the same thing and, and see if they'll cater. And then the phones start ringing. And we started, it started going so crazy my brother started seeing it. He's like, dude, y'all get, I was like, I need help. Cause I was the delivery driver, the sales guy <laughs> and the restaurant manager all at the same time. And so that turning point, it just took off. And so Juan, my brother came back and we started rock and roll and doing some of the stupid things that we came up with. <laughs> and two, 2013, my dad was like, you know what? Y'all, I'm gonna just give y'all the business. Y'all take it. So I think we bought it for like a thousand dollars, you know? Just to buy the business from. Yeah. We took it over in 2013. From 2013 to 2017, we tripled the gross sales of the business. Wow. And uh, my dad was like, okay, y'all are crazy. This is really crazy. And then I started doing TV shows in 2013. And uh, the first show I ever did for Destination America, I ended up winning it. And so, like, once you do that, then they start calling you. So I did Guys Grocery Games. I did... 
cooking channel with uh, Valerie Bertinelli and just started doing all of these shows, my my brother and sister and I, we did a whole show together and we won. And, and so I've like won four national shows. And so from there, it just kind of snowballed, but it all started from smoking flyers in a, in a, in a pit. I love that aha. Like this is like goosebump <laughs> stuff, yes. but I love that aha moment where you're, you know, you could have been like crazy lady. Like why? It's not scratch and sniff. It's a right. Fun, right? Right. But you were like, whoa, wait a minute. And mm-hmm. by just taking that little moment yeah. of wait, this could change everything. And I, you know what? I love the grit, like the hustle, yeah. like the, you didn't do, I we did a big, you know, spend thousands of dollars on a giant ad campaign. Right. Like you went boots to the ground and walked it and did what you had to do. Yeah. And I think it's incredible. It's all I had. Yeah. And there's magic in the idea that all of these people see you face to face and then they see you serving lunch or sitting there. Yep. Like that's that's what people want to get behind. They don't want to get behind someone who's like holding a tax sign or whatever. Yeah. And, right. you know, they want to see you and the story and support yeah. you. I think that's it's yeah. so funny that you say that. That's that's absolutely what happened. Because people will be like, You're the guy that brought the flyer. Yeah. So what that? You own the place? I was like, Yeah, well, you know, I just okay. Welcome to that's small business. Yeah. That's a street team. You know? Yeah. That's smart though, because I it, maybe you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that you you started so young, you saw all the work that your parents mm-hmm. put into yeah. it that it was almost like, Well, I've gotta make it work. Oh, absolutely. Make it work. Oh, yeah. that's that's and you you were talking about the why, yeah. the how, and so for me, my why has always been to fulfill my dad's dream and mm. legacy. So his his goal always was to get the name Smokey John to be like a national name. He he wanted to he wanted multiple stores all across the country. That was his his thought, um, and he actually. Um, uh, he he was like he wanted to maybe sell the concept. He he hoped that like maybe a brinker or somebody would buy it because that that would like show that his success that he created that brand. Yeah. And so um, right before he passed, it was probably about maybe about an hour before he passed. I was like, Pop, we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push this all across. We're gonna keep your legacy rolling, you know. And so um, and he just nodded like you know right before he passed away. He's like. You know, and and my brother and I, it's like it's like our why is it has it's it's greater than us, and I think everything you do has to be greater than you, you know. And when it's greater than you, it you're you're always gonna have energy for it. Yeah. Because sometimes I think that's the struggle with entrepreneurs. It's mm-hmm. like if your why is not big enough, then I think it'll consume you. Yeah. Like the the energy that it takes to do this will just drain out. But if your why is bigger than you. You can't stop. Yeah. Huh. Well, even just yeah. like your position, and I want to, because there was a second fire, right? Like you've had. Yes. yes. Okay. So before we get there, like to me, I think entrepreneurship is, you know, obviously a marathon. It's not about when you get, or it's not if you're going to get knocked down. It's when you get knocked down. What are you going to do? Yeah. To a lot of people looking at books and saying we're losing $8,000 a month right now is crippling enough to walk away, right? Like, I don't want to do this. Like this is, we are in a massive valley right now. I got a hill to climb. I don't know if it's worth it. And to your point, it's like, all right, w- dig deep because they're coming. Like it is a roller coaster and it's coming and what are you going to do? So um, I love that you've been knocked down. I don't love that you've been knocked down. Right. To, but that you've con- you've been knocked down, but it's like, it's not a, 
I'm staying. It's a matter of getting back up. So can you talk about like the next things you've had? I mean, you talk about obstacles you've overcome. There's quite a few. Oh God. Yeah. I tell that. I mean, that fire that 2017 was like, when you talk about the wind being knocked out of your sail. Yeah. Like, so we were on a record breaking year. Like we were like 20% above the year before. Mm. So my brother and I, we were like, Juan, I mean, Juan, we're like, oh, yeah, we're, we are killing it. We're not killing it. We're like killing it. We haven't even gone into the fourth quarter. Like fourth quarter is restaurant business. Like that's Thanksgiving, Christmas. People are pouring money. You know? Yeah. So we're like, oh, yeah, and the State Fair of Texas. So we're uh, mm -hmm. the second largest turkey leg vendor for the State Fair of Texas. So we're like psyched. We're hyped, you know. Um, so I'm off that day and my brother was ended up, he, he left to go do an event. So, um, he calls me and he's like, Hey, um, you know, I'm headed here to do an event. And I was like, okay, cool. I said, you know, I'm actually getting ready to go by the restaurant. And he was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Just check on to make sure everything is right. I said, okay, cool. So I, and I hang up, I'm literally driving that way. He calls me right back. I see his number. Said, hey, what's up, bro? He's like, um, Hey, yeah. When you get that, check on them at the restaurant. They're telling me that it's on fire. He's like, I just left. I was like, oh, I'm on my way. I'll, I'll be there just a minute. So I get on Mockingbird, and Mockingbird's blocked. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, this is not mm. just a small fire. So I get up. Finally, they let me to the uh, entrance. Fire marshal, chief, all these guys, everybody's out here. It's like three or four uh, trucks, which, you know, it's like three alarm fire. That's never a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I get up there and the guy's like, oh man, man, this thing is burnt up, man. It's like, oh man, they, man, whoever had this, it, they lost everything. And I'm like, yeah, bro, that's me. So uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. So I walk over there and my team's like crying. They're like crying. And I'm like, yeah, guys, it's going to be all right. Guys, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. And so they look over and I'm, they're like, they, they just, they look at me and go, you know what? Like payday was coming up and they were like, we don't want our checks. You just keep it because we want to do whatever we can to just help because this is terrible. And I was like, I'm like, oh, my God, like that's a, like, my God. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was moved by that more than anything. I was like, oh, my God, y'all are willing to do that. I was like, no, we're, you're going to get the checks. You're good. Don't worry. And so I just watched this fire. It has like destroyed everything, you know. So in that moment, you're, you, it's, you're almost numb. It's like, it's off my, my mom's past, my dad's past. And that feeling that you have when you get that news or when you see the transition, that emptiness is like real. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've felt that again. I'm like, oh my God, what are we, what are we going to do? Like, yeah. what are we going to do? And so you have to start thinking about, like what's next, you know? And through that fire, I learned so many things. And so now I actually help people who who experience fires, you know, um, because there's so many things. Like, so there was a um, clause in our insurance that negated our policy. So we, we, um, so we were only getting $53,000 and it was a total loss. And we were like, oh, my God. And so, and I'm a, we're really big on our faith because if you, 
so our mission uh, is to nourish the community through the joy of food, strength of faith, and the spirit of family. So we, we break it down to food, faith, family is what we're about. Really about our faith is really big for us. So the whole time we were a little concerned, like, oh, my God, what are we, you know, like, but we believe, like, God's mm-hmm. got something for us. So our landlord, he's like, hey, we don't, we have an assurance adjuster, but maybe you need one. So this guy, actually get this guy from him, and this guy, when I tell you that God used him, so we got back way more than what we initially, what they because the insurance company, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. But by the end, when it was all done, we were, I actually, I have a copy of a, of the check just as a testimony. That's what because one of my, my end game is, um, um, to be able to, to be a motivational speaker mm-hmm. for businesses and people who have, who have gone through hard times and hardships to show you that your faith is, is again, really what you need. Cause when you lose that, I mean, you don't, you don't have anything else. Right. And so. That faith, like we had to figure out, we had to make a choice. Are we going to stay? Are we going to keep doing this? Are we going to move? And so we made, the, my brother and I made the decisions, like we're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it going. We're going to, and and this I think was the biggest pivotal moment was um, one thing about us that we believe with our faith is when you lose is the best time to give, right? Like Oof. we feel like when you lose, that's when you give, right? And so... Um, you know, people were like, we want to help. We want to come paint. We want to just, we want to bring furniture. Like, what can we do? What can we do? And so we were like, guys, to stay fair. So the fire happened two weeks before the fair opened. Oh my gosh. So the yeah. crazy thing was we were already ahead of schedule on our product, on pushing products. So we were good. Right. But we needed a place to, to be able to cook during the fair. Um, but we knew the fair was coming, so it, we what we did was created this thing called SJ It Ford. Instead of pay it for it, SJ It Ford, right? So we said, when you come to the fair, if you buy a turkey leg, then buy a second one for some random customer in the crowd. Mm. Like, that's how you help us. Like, don't worry about giving money. Like, give money by buying product at the fair. So you would see these people at the fair buying a turkey, two turkey legs. They take one and just give it to a random stranger. They would buy a fried Reese's and they would give it to a random kid that was walking around. Hey, this is for you. And then we gave bracelets that said SJ at Ford, and that ramped up the sales for the fair. And so that helped us tremendously. And that's how we overcame. Uh, that that was a big component of of, of what changed for us, um, because it just random people started finding out about how to give and it was so cool just to see people like you would just watch the fair people would just go this light up oh, this is like why are you doing this why are you giving why are you like and kids you know and it's like that was happening all over the fair and that was that was the coolest part and we were able to recover and able to come back and bounce back stronger there's, I'm like, I'm in awe of that because there's just, I, I don't, I'm like, I have to be honest, I'm just speechless. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things too. I know. Well, and it's like, I, I have a friend and it's, I have a friend who's had a lot of loss in her life and she'll talk about like, it's not about who am I? You know, a lot of people get stuck when bad things happen to them. You can get stuck in that place of, well, why would this happen to me? And why, and her whole philosophy is. 
who am I not to have bad stuff happen to me? You know what I mean? Like for her, it's the loss of unfortunately loved ones, but it's like the same thing in business. Like you could have sat there and been like, oh, over. But I love that you've turned, you turned it and said, help others Mm -hmm. through helping us. Like what was that time like too, where you were rebuilding a building? Like, did you just have to shut down and hope for a comeback? Well, so we shut down and this is a this is another faith thing right so it's like and and just who you're connected to makes a difference right? yeah so uh kristen from 10ksb was like hey we have this kitchen in the building that no one's using do you guys want to use that and i was like kristen <laughs> are you serious so we because of her we were able to keep cooking like so this is what we end up doing like we kept catering during this time i started out the first two weeks my brother and i we were cooking for my house just trying to keep up with it we had an event on the books for gaffieti for thirty thousand dollars that was four weeks after the fire they had no idea we had nothing we had no building we had nothing and so this random guy that i met he happened to have a smoker that he wasn't using in his facility. So he was in Lakewood with this smoker. First and 10 had this kitchen. So we were cooking vegetables in one place, meat in one place. We pulled them together and then we would do the deliveries. And we did that for 16 months. 16? 16 months because the landlord had to do the roof first. We had, and he was like dragging. And so, we didn't even start construction until eight months after the fire. Oh my! So God. we were we just hustled, and during that time, you know, Kristen was a wonder. Like, oh my God! Like a a, a godsend, right? So we we did the cake, we did the vegetables, we were cooking peach collars. Bill J. Priest smelled like yams and peach cobbler and people really loved it oh they loved it and they kept trying to buy plates we're like no we're just doing catering yeah they're like where's the lunch like oh my god they were like oh my god you know so we so that was rocking and we were we were going um and and then during that time like again what we were we were were like we gotta keep our name out here we gotta keep our name out here so we started going back to the restaurant while it was all jacked up and we started giving away stuffed baked potatoes like we would tell people we're gonna be there um at like 12 o'clock for the first 50 people we're gonna give away 50 baked potatoes y'all come get them so and they would come get them and people would line up or we would do sandwiches somewhere and just give them away just to keep our name out there while we were shut down so that when we came back people would know that we're we're coming back so it was nuts i mean it was like that that time and and this is what's really crazy that whole time uh, let me step back. One thing I always believe is, um, like, trauma, like, like tragedy mm-hmm. sets you up for opportunity. Tragedy, to me, always sets you up for opportunity if you take that mindset. Now, you can take tragedy and just let it tear you apart because it will do that too. Mm-hmm. Or you can you can just put a spin on it, right? So we felt like, okay, this is the time to build our brand. People were finding out we had a fire. People who didn't know us for years, like we were on, you know, WFA and Dallas Morning News. And that was just, so it's like, okay, use it. Let's just use the energy. I mean, what else are we going to do, you know? And so we did that and turned it into 
of pr promoting the brand and promoting the business. Well, when COVID hit, we were like, back in the fire. Uh, we're back in the fire. And we were like, my brother and I were like, hey, this time we got a building. We're good. And so, same thing. When COVID hit, we were like, okay, we know where our market is. They're at home. So what we did was jumped on social media. We started getting out there. We started telling everybody, it's like, okay, look, this is a deal. If you order at least $40 worth of food, we will deliver it to your house. And so my brother and I, we would do some of the deliveries ourselves and just show up to people's doorstep. Hey, they were like, what are y'all doing here? Like, hey, man, we're going to say hello to y'all. You ordered. We want to thank you. So we were delivering every day. We had like, so Frisco was Friday. And so all the orders that we could get from Frisco, we would take them and they would put their order the day before and we would deliver them the next day. And so we had DeSoto, Arlington, East Dallas, every day, every day had a delivery. And so that's how we made it through COVID because no one was coming in the building because no one knew that for a while, it's like no one knew if you can even go to eat somewhere, yeah. you know? And so we were like, hey, man, we're, we're, it's fire time. Let's go. So we took that same hustle and that, that sustained us until everything changed and the PPP, of course, and all that other stuff. But, yeah. and then we were, what the thing was, was all of that, that actually showed us where our market was too. Like, where were we getting the most calls? Oh. And so we use that as an opportunity to figure out where we're going to pick the next store. So now we're using that right now because we're about to start expanding. And we know where our our audience is now. Okay, selfishly, is Frisco on that list? Frisco is at the top. All right. So yes. between Frisco and Oak Cliff, <laughs> those are the two areas we're trying to figure out which is okay. first. Uh -huh. All right, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you have the um, the faith aspect of it and just like keeping it rolling. We had a tough year last year, and I there was a lot of things that I was like, I need something on my door, and when my door shuts in my office, it says failure is fertilizer. Mm. And it's yes. all these moments of just being yes, Gordon. mad and you're like, slam the door and you sit down, you look at it, you're like, okay. Yes. Yeah, I just got to pick it back up and keep going. Yeah. And it's it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. I always um, say to when people are like, oh, I'm going to start a business. And I'm like, well, that's great. Like, what are you going to do? You know, because I never want to deter anybody, but it is like being on a roller coaster without a seatbelt. Yes. You're constantly like, oh, my God, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? And then it's like, fine. And you're like, OK, it's all good. Yes. And just hearing that story, like there are there are way too many opportunities to give up. Yeah. But instead you were like, no, we're just going to we're just going to keep going No. But that's that's loving what you do. Too. Yeah. Now you're cooking. These are your recipes, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Dad, my dad, my mom, my grandmother. These all there. This is this is their history. Yeah. Yes. For us to be able to keep offering that history to the community is like, that's rewarding for us. Yeah. We keep them living. They keep living on through those recipes, through those items, through those cobblers. Like, they keep living. Yeah. And so that's legacy for us. You know, that's legacy. And for us, I mean, like, if you could keep, like, I don't know if you guys have kids, but mm -hmm. so... But well, how else could your kids honor you more than to keep you alive when you're gone? Like that's, and to have that forefront. Yeah. So for us, it's like, you know, if you have a child, it's like, hey, mama, 
I'm going to do this podcast. Yeah. I watched you. I watched you go through it. I watched you do it. I watched you make it grow. I watched you help other businesses. I watched you change other people who had no viewers to viewers. I watched you do that. I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to keep that impact going. Yeah. Like how, how rewarding is that? Mm -hmm. You know? I think we need Kleenex and like whatever brand. I, I know. I'm like getting her claps over here. I'm like tearing up over here. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm doing the same thing and I'm like, where's the camera? I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know we needed the Kleenex. But um, how did the A&E deal come into play? Oh, um, that see, it's just, it's crazy. Like this <laughs> just keeps, it keeps happening. It's like, you know, it's all a divine thing, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So we're, I, I don't know if we, so they had this idea to do this show at the State Fair of Texas, right? So people have been trying to do this for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so Annie was like, hey, we want to do the State Fair of Texas. That is the largest fair in the world, mm -hmm. right? So we want to do this. So the fair, they call the fair and they're like, hey, who would you guys recommend? And so they had auditions. So we started doing the auditions <laughs> And in the auditions, they were like, okay, let's get these guys. They're naturals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's something here. Yeah. You know, they were like, okay. we Pretty, right? Jeez oh, Louise. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I just sorry. hope my brother's not watching this because he's just going to clip this and just use that over and over again. You're going to become like it's, a little like. It's over. Darren, it's over. Right. I'm just telling you. <laughs> So they saw it. They, they 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 chose us. I think they had seven or eight different families. They started taping, and of course, it's the year after the after COVID. It's the first fair after COVID that they're <laughs> taping. So now, and we have six locations we run at the State Fair of Texas. So now we are running the fair as well as a camera crew of like eleven people following you everywhere you go, like everywhere no pressure no pressure which is that piece yeah. of cake you know in the midst of like trying to find people to show up for work oh my god you know that you know <laughs> I that. Yeah, you that. go down that road oh, i was yeah the I rest started well i'm thinking yeah they're following you around because you're going to every location yes to, to service these customers yes oh god it's just oh and the the you know the labor market after co i don't yeah, know super what easy. happened yeah i just so we hire uh, about 125 people just to do the fair, right? And I have, we have 18 different managers as well, too. So it's like the fair is a huge thing for us. Um, and we had never, you know, I've, we've never had been on a full season show. Like we've never, you know, this is a person. I've done one-offs here and there, but the full season? So I just had no idea what that meant and that commitment. Mm. It's intense. They are there all the time. And you really have to remember that you have a microphone that's attached to you all yeah. day long. But it was wonderful. We made great connections with the producers and um it's 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 been absolutely wonderful. Um that 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 experience was for us a, a game changer. Um because it kind of took us from you know, these local barbecue guys to like now people are flying from Michigan and like wow. we're coming to try your barbecue. We saw you on Annie. One of the things I'm learning now, it's it's a the show is a very popular show to watch on the airplane. That's what we were finding out. Oh. So people are watching the episodes on the plane and so you get to Dallas, we're down the street from 
uh, love feel. Uh-huh. So they come straight and they walk up. That's you. That's the show. That's You're here. You're pretty. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, I'm not, but he said that, you know. It kind of starts going to your head after. <laughs> he brought it up this time, so I just just saying. That's how they do it, and it's like, and they just laugh, you know. So yeah. anyway, but it's 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 been a game changer. Big. So I'm interested. When did you actually go through the program then? Because it seems like you you got all the lessons on your own. Yes. Yeah, numbers, because everybody's always the number one. It seems oh. like you got hit with that well, way before Ted KSB. <laughs> no, so this is crazy. 2016 is when I went. Oh. I went through the program 2016. Before the fire. Before the fire. So one of one of um, our customers had gone, she was like an, um, cohort one or two okay. in Dallas. And she was like, there's this program you need to go through, because she came in, and she had been like from when there was no one there. To like that day she came in, like the line was wrapped around, right? And she's like, okay, you need help. You need help because y'all are growing. And it's like, you need to get in this class. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this is. And so that's why that's why I took the class in the first place. So I started taking the lessons from the class and we started really pushing the business. That next year is when we had the fire. And wow. so the connections with uh, Goldman were phenomenal because yep. Paul Burt, uh, you know Paul Burke. So mm-hmm. Paul helped me with the projections. We end up getting a three since the since the insurance policy didn't give us anything. We ended up getting a three hundred thousand um, dollar loan from Frost Bank without collateral. Wow! And the numbers that Paul helped me get with the projections was like to seal the deal. Wow. Yeah. So he helped me with all of that, with the projections. And, it, it, yeah. It just goes to show Paul was with me too. And they, oh. he was the one we when we started going through stuff. And I was like, I didn't believe we had a real business. And he would pull me aside. He was like, you actually do? Yeah. <laughs> and like, this is like a good thing. You're not like, this isn't a startup. Right. This is actually a business. And right. So it took a lot of coaching from him to yeah. get me straight. Oh. But he's wonderful. And they're such advocates of us. Even yes. years yes. after yes. the program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't stop. Like, that's what I thought the bread and butter was the program, and that's only the beginning. Yes. Oh, it's totally only the beginning. I yeah. Mean, you know, again, just the connecting with the alumni, you know, and just the opportunities. I mean, the things, I mean, I've done so much with Goldman. Um, just even they did a private coaching class with me in New York with the, their executives. Wow. So, I mean, I've catered for DC and I've catered in New York for, um, I think their top, their top investors. Like I've done like all this crazy, like all through, because of Goldman, like it yes. like literally because they really want to say they're going to get behind their small businesses. They get behind their small yeah. businesses, you know, and it, it doesn't hurt that people appreciate the story that we have. And so it's like they they want to help. And, and it's like, that's why anybody says anything Goldman related. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, yep. I got you. No worries. Yeah. Because I'm all in. Yeah. They're huge advocates. Yeah. And resources. And like, I mean, we work with other graduates. We get to interview mm-hmm. other graduates. Like, I don't know. I feel very lucky and fortunate that I even like was a tad but pushed that direction because I didn't right. believe I was would even be accepted. Oh wow. Yeah. Um 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. That's a no. Yeah. It's a family for sure. Yes. Yeah. So what's next for you? Obviously, we heard new restaurants, new, I mean, yes. doesn't sound like you guys are We're sitting not. back and no. just no. enjoying no. your hard work. <laughs> no, no, no. My, so the, the big goal is... Um, we want to get up to have five locations. Um, my dad's dream was to sell the business, right? So if we get it up to that point where, well, when we get it up to five stores and we make the decision if we want to sell it, that'd be great. You know, just to even get there is yeah. like, okay, now we may want to continue it and keep it, keep it going. Um, we're working with some pretty strong people in the industry at this point that are like, love our concept, love our ideas. So they're kind of really behind us um the biggest thing right now is last year we uh were in a competition uh with heb uh, quest for texas best where they selected us as i think we were in third place wow um which got us on the shelves of heb and so now what we're really focusing on is we're we're ramping up our uh, branded items division and so now we're selling our barbecue rub in heb and so um that's What's been funny is we're, we didn't understand how much Frisco and Plano really want our concept there. Like, so we're, we're sampling our rub in HEB and like in Frisco and Plano. And so these, the, the, the customers there are like, where, where are y'all? Where's your restaurant? Where? Oh my God. Cause we're sampling yeah. food with the rub on it. And they're like, oh my God, we got to where are you? Are you close? It's like, okay, you know what? We'd like, yeah, you're like, we're south of 121. <laughs> but it's like, Frisco's like wanting some, yeah. like, I mean, if you've got a couple of barbecue places there, but what we do is a little bit we need, differently. Yeah, we you, need know, it's you. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's country cooking we do as well, too. So, and what we're finding out, we're, we, you know, we're, we're not like the boutique barbecue places. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of like focus on these premium meats. And then the sides are like, okay, right? We have equally good sides mm-hmm. and tasty meats. So that's like one of our slogans is good meats, good sides, good vibes. And oh, yeah. that's kind of what we're we're all about. We're trying to bring that, uh, that to that area. Is that on a t-shirt? Oh, totally. It's already been <laughs> trademarked. Oh, yeah, we got it. That, that oh, yeah. Well, and I kept thinking, I was like, oh, I know at the end I'm going to ask him, when does the barbecue sauce hit the shelf? But you beat me to the punch. Oh, yeah. Because it's so, like, product-based business mm-hmm. is a great way to drive, I mean, I think, drive in um, yes. visibility. Okay. So, I, I know, listen, I got to tell you how the sauce and rub finished up, right? What are you talking? So, we get this call that there's this opportunity for um that todd graves of raising canes Mm -hmm. so he's doing this thing to help businesses overcome after COVID. so my brother and i were like we do an audition tape so we go ahead and do it (laughs) so they select us and so we do his first show restaurant recovery so he did it with snoop dogg and nelly and all these guys and yeah so it's so crazy so todd came to dallas they renovated the restaurant for us, and so he actually created the label. He he, uh, his designers adjusted the label for the barbecue sauce and rub, and so it made us shelf ready. And so once we got shelf ready, then we entered the competition last year for HEB. But that's how it all like Todd was like an intricate part of why we have the sauce and rub finished. That's... And it's like and so. And, you know, Raisin Cane's, everybody knows yeah. Raisin Cane's. 
But what they don't know is Todd Graves is probably the nicest human in America. Like he gives millions of dollars to, you know, organizations, helping small businesses. I think he, out of his pocket, I think he spent somewhere around $2 million. He, he pretty much funded the show himself. And I think he has a new show on A&E now. Um, uh, but he like really came in. I still talk to him now. He just flew in a couple about a month ago from uh, the the national championship for uh, the the football game, mm-hmm. and he they like put an order in. It's like I'm just coming to the the love field real quick. It's like is he coming in real real quick? He had somebody pick up the food, drop it off to the plane. He flew straight on back to New Orleans. Like he, but I, he is like I still talk to him. And he's like, you got any questions? Let me know. So it's like. We like we've been blessed with like just amazing people that really believe in small businesses, and it's like that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like like how I, we sitting I'm sitting here with Aaron, you and Aaron, but like before we start taping, and Aaron's like dropping game <laughs> on YouTube and you know Facebook Reels, and it's like I feel like I need to leave a check just you to say no. <laughs> but it's like that's what it's yeah. about. Yeah, when we you know it's like iron sharpens iron. Yeah, like, when we when oh, we get that. together and we pour over each other, it's like that's how we make sure we make it. That's how we make yeah. sure that we overcome whatever we deal with because mm-hmm. there's somebody that's that's been where you are yeah yeah you know and i'm watching what you guys are telling you like y'all are super inspiring me like i want to stop and take pictures <laughs> because of what you guys have created yeah. right and this yeah. is so this is just it's an honor just to like sit with you guys and sit with um you know and business owners that believe in the same values of of giving back and pouring into other companies yeah. so we've been we've been a recipient and it's like we try to also Pour that out as well. I love it. Before we, sorry, what oh, I have, sorry, I have one more question okay. I, because I think it's really important because I don't think a lot of people know that you have a camera set up at the entrance of the restaurant, and when specific music is played, you often capture people dancing yes. walking into the restaurant. Yes. Can you tell us more about that and how you're yes. going to eventually turn that into some um, sort of content? You know, and so it's like, and so it's our, right, you know, <laughs> to be honest. It's our security camera, yeah. <laughs> but it has captured some of the best moves of our, of our of our time, like some of the greatest skills of dancing that I've ever seen. You know, from eight to eighty. I mean, we see That's all so kind funny. of people there that are breaking it all the way down, just because we play a lot of you know Michael Jackson, some old school, some new school stuff, Rihanna. We play a little bit of everything. Because music just goes with food, you know. Yes. And you you walk in and smell that smoke, and you hear some music. Then some I mean, people. I mean, you can just. I can oh, smell like, um, Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Courtney, I see what's happening to you. You see, and like yes. it happens all the time, man. Yeah. We just we love it. I mean, we we want to see people like vibing. It's is it El Arroyo. They use they have like their sign and they repeat stuff. Yeah, like yes, it would be yes. fun to see you put like Christmas ornaments together of people like in their deep yeah. and then you're off. See? Yeah. See? Just magic is happening. Well, if I'm around y'all, magic is happening. I just feel better. We're gonna get your business. Just I know it's a little low right now. We're gonna help you out. Yeah, we're yeah, we got you. We got you. I my I was telling Aaron in the very beginning, I was like, it's kind of a dream if we can eventually turn this into like we get to be employees of some of y'all. 
Oh wow! Like out yeah. on the line, like yeah. undercover. You know, yeah. 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 My husband would beg to differ that I would be of any service because I kind of get a little ADD. Yeah. But like, I think it'd be so cool. Like, I can work the cash rack. Yeah. Or like, yep. Give us a tour. I would be. I'm a great server. I'm just gonna say, back in the day, I, I believe it. I multitask. Like, if if I have three tables that need three different oh. things, I put them all on one tray and oh. go. <laughs> I know it's. Oh. She's earning the Pac-Man money. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm. I got you. Hired. That's I'll have water and tea hired. in each hand and be like, rrr, rrr. I, did you see? Did you see the scam? Yeah. Did you watch it? I just threw in the shimmy. You got. You're like actually doing well. Yeah, I'm actually working. Yeah. I was here you. live. I was live for this, guys. I was here live for what just happened. I want you to know that. Uh, well, I wish we had another hour. I like, know. I for wish to talk about uh, real quick before we wrap up. Do you want to pitch your podcast real, or just tell everybody about your podcast? Oh yeah, so we just started our podcast, uh, the Pretty Funny Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 uh, I think we were taping episode five in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we we man, we've got we've had some really cool guests. Um, so we're we're excited. We're just talking about. Talking with business owners, we've been talking to media lately. Uh, we got some restaurant tours and some um, some different chefs that are coming up pretty soon. Um, and we're just talking to people about themselves and what are they, you know, mm -hmm. what are they doing to, um, you know, be successful? Like, how have they become successful? So. Yeah. Well, we have pretty in the house, but we haven't met funny yet. Wow. So, just saying. You, you have to meet funny. Yeah, we haven't met the personality funny. of the group yet. Smaller <laughs> <laughs> personality. He's yeah. a real magic behind the team. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Brett, thank you so much. We'll have a website to your, or a link to your website, everything, so people can learn more about you. Um, thank you for doing this. This has yeah, been inspiring, guys. awesome, um, everything. So Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you.